Hello, welcome to the Dear Nikki podcast, where I'm going to be giving you personalized user research advice based on your questions or struggles. So let's dive into today's episode. Hi everyone. Happy, happy December. This is one of my, one of my favorite months. I'm a, I'm a huge Christmas fan. (laughs) So uh, as soon as it turns to December, I'm just, yeah, super, super excited for the, for the holidays and also to take some time off, to spend some time with family, you know, all those, all those fun things. So I hope that you are having a great day and thank you again for tuning in and listening. We're almost in double digits with episodes, which is kind of exciting for me. Like celebrate every milestone, right? I didn't think that we would have, you know, even a podcast in general. So so really excited that we have so many questions coming in and I can I can help out in any way that I can. I have closed the door to my office because my cat, one of my cats, his name is Smash. He's very, very cute, but he is very excitable these days. And you might hear him meowing in the background because despite having a stopper on the door and closing the door, his meows just kind of penetrate (laughs) into, into the air. I also am being very brave. Poncho is sitting right behind me. And so, we are hopefully not going to have him barking throughout the episode. Let's let's see how we go. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of a lot of exciting things happening today. So the question that I have actually came in through email and I'm really excited to answer it because I think it's something that comes up often but isn't really talked about that much when it comes to our user research process. So the, this person had a few different questions within one question, so I'm going to do my best to summarize it. So they struggle with developers coming up to them when features are already built and asking things like, hey, can you tell us how to improve the user experience? So either features that are currently in development or are already developed, so already live, they are asking for this person's thoughts, opinions, and essentially help to have them improve the either the current live features or features that are getting developed. And this person says that they see me as an expert with all of the answers as opposed to a facilitator who can help them get the best results. So this is really interesting. It's kind of cool in a way. <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to say, but it's kind of cool that they see you as somebody who's this like expert right? Who, who knows things. And I think that it's a bit of a double-edged sword here because of what you're saying. You know, they're, they're coming to you for answers rather than coming to you with problems that they would like to get the answers to. So to me, that's the biggest distinction. So what I would start to do is saying a lot of things like, I don't know the answers. I'm not the user. We are not the users in order to get valid and reliable data, we need to go and talk to people. And that can be in a variety of ways. So the question that I would pose back to this person is, one, why do they seem to come to you rather than going to user research, I guess? So they're coming to you for the answers rather than going to you to do the user research for the answers, right? So that would be my first question. And my second question, kind of off of that is, do they understand what you do? 
Do they understand user research? Do they understand your role? Have you ever stepped into a role and taken the role where, where you are giving them answers, where you are giving them recommendations and improvements? Because something that might have happened is they might just be confused. They, they might just not really understand the full scope of your role and the different ways that you get this information. Because I had made some mistakes earlier on in my career when I was giving critiques to designers and to devs, and they would come to me and ask me these same questions. And I kind of looked at them and said, I, I don't have these answers. I was talking about some best practices or I was using knowledge based on the research that I had done before. I wasn't coming up with this because I know anything. So I tried to make that distinction really clear to my colleagues is if I'm giving advice, it is usually because I have done previous research and I'm pulling from that knowledge that's in my head. So I'm wondering if they got confused down the line at some point where you have given them some pointers, some advice, some some ideas of improvement, and they just saw it as you creating these ideas and solutions from nowhere and knowing these things rather than you maybe pulling from the knowledge. So I would try and just really relate back to them the full scope of your role and continue to say, if you do have improvements and ideas for them, saying things along the lines of, I'm pulling this from this research. Why don't you dig more into this research and sending them things? Because oftentimes as a researcher, we can become synthesizers and movers of information and we become almost the middle I don't want to say middleman middle person there we go middle person between the research and our colleagues so instead of and I've I've been very guilty of this instead of sending people links to research where they can go and find things and explore things on their own which is what I want them to learn to do sometimes I think synthesize information too much and send them a really nice deck of the synthesized information and suddenly I become this middle person in between so what I would recommend doing is saying things along those lines of okay I am not pulling this from nowhere. I am getting this from this knowledge. Or maybe you can review research, recent research with them. Maybe you can do an ideation workshop with them based off research. So that's something that I would do is if they come to you with things that are either, it's hard for things that are already in development for those things, I would almost just like wait. But for things that are currently live where they want improvements, I would take them into an ideation session. So it's not you just giving this feedback. It's as a team, we are collaborating together with the knowledge that we have. So whenever they come for, for that, so they're saying, hey, expert, we want to improve this live feature. How do we do it? How do we improve the, the experience of it? You say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to hop into an ideation workshop. And within that ideation workshop, we're going to review some of the research that's been done around this space and make some improvements based on that. So that's one way to do that. If you don't have any research within that space, so within that feature, then you say, hey, okay, everyone, we need to do research because I don't have the answers. You don't have the answers. Nobody here has the answers. The people out there have the answers. We need to go and talk to our customers. And if there's some sort of fear then around talking to customers, such as budget, such as time, take those all into consideration and choose a methodology that is sound and 
and helps them with any fears that they might have that come out of doing user research. So for instance, if there is a fear that it's going to take too long, then you say, okay, this is a live feature. You know, maybe we can pop in a survey to see what people think about it. Maybe we can do an unmoderated session on it, or maybe this is a really easy a population to recruit for, and we can quickly do a moderated usability test on this feature to see how we how we can improve it. So that's something that I would I would recommend if you don't have research to do an ideation workshop, give a few different options of research that that you can do quickly in order to improve or get improvements for this feature. So that that would be you know, the second, the second step, if you can't just go straight into the ideation workshop, the third step is a heuristic evaluation. So if you feel comfortable doing a heuristic evaluation, that is a very great way for you. And I don't know if this is sending these mixed messages, because I said earlier, make sure that they know that you're not the person with all the answers. But if you do a heuristic evaluation, you're evaluating the product against common principles that are that are valid and reliable. And that might be an easy win for the team. So if they're nervous about doing user research, you could produce first a heuristic evaluation. And I'll pop a link to heuristic evaluations in the show notes. So you could do this heuristic evaluation and then go one step further because you shouldn't really just do heuristic evaluations on, on their own. They should be done in conjunction with research. But you can start with a heuristic evaluation so they already get some improvements against these common principles and then move forward with more research, right? So doing a moderated test, an unmoderated test, a survey, whatever it might be that would make sense for that particular feature. So those are the three options when, when people come to me asking me this question of how can we improve this feature? How can we improve the user experience? I always tell them I don't have the answers. The answers that I might produce would come from knowledge that of, of prior research, in which case we should all sit down together and review that so that I'm not seen as this middle person anymore and I, I get myself out of that role. Um, so that, and then we have the ideation workshop and I'll pop another link to an ideation workshop playbook as well in the show notes. We have the fast research if you don't have research on this on this feature so any sort of unmoderated survey quick moderated research we also have heuristic evaluation plus research you know so th those are some ways that i would help your team with this kind of struggle that they're having I would also say, in addition to that, make sure you're continuously educating them on the scope of your role, right? So I'm not the person with all the knowledge and answers. The people out there are. I'm just the person who soaks that in and asks them, asks them the question, why don't we go and ask them? Because that's how we're going to get the best thing possible. I would also say another thing that I would question because you always, you said, this person said in their, in their question, uh, where has this idea or this feature come from? Which is really great if somebody's coming to you with an idea and saying, hey, can you help us improve this? It's an idea that we're having. Always questioning where it came from totally, totally makes sense. When people come to you for, hey, I would like to improve this feature that's already live. Another question that I would ask is, why this feature? Why are we trying to improve it? What shows that we aren't 
doing a good job already. Why is this, why are we concerned about this is basically what I would ask, because if there is any sort of data that's indicating that that's, this feature either isn't used or there's some sort of problems with it, then that might also be a really great jumping off point for more research. So you, you say you, let's say the data indicates something like drop off. So the click through rate is dropping. Okay, great. I don't have the answer of why that's happening. We need to go talk to our users to understand why that's happening. So that's another way to kind of help them understand. Again, I don't have the answers. I don't understand why we need to talk to the people who are actually experiencing this in order to understand why it's happening. So it, this is a really hard situation to navigate. It's an it's an odd one too. And it's very interesting because you don't want to discredit yourself in the way of, of being this person that people come to to understand things better. You don't want to turn them away in that sense. But I think working with them to figure out solutions rather than just giving them the answer is where the solution lies. So rather than saying, either just saying, oh, here's some advice based on previous knowledge and not doing it with them, or saying, I don't know. Both of those don't really give them anything to work off of, you know, and when you give them that that advice and you're like, oh, here, this is uh, this is what I think you're training them to come back to you like that. So both of those options don't really make sense because you're not working with your team. You're not collaborating with your team in that sense. So by pulling them into ideation workshops, by pulling them into research sessions, by questioning why something needs to be improved, by doing things like heuristic evaluations, and you can do them with the team, we're pulling them in and we're becoming more collaborative right? And we're also sharing with them, if we have prior knowledge, we're sitting down with them and reviewing that research together or sending them the research to review on their own so that we take ourselves out of being that middle person and we take ourselves out of being that expert that has the answers of the users, right? So that's kind of how I would approach that. I hope that that was helpful. It's, again, it is an odd situation. It's it's not a terrible one to be in because it means people respect you and are coming to you. So it's just pulling them into collaborative working environments rather than either turning them away or telling them they need to go do research or just giving them answers and not giving them the context around it. So I would just up that collaboration game as much as you possibly can and keep remembering, keep remembering yourself and reminding them of the scope, the full scope of your work. You know, I am, I am not here as a user, as somebody who will represent all of them, we need to continuously go and talk to them to understand why things are happening. So yes, I hope that that was super helpful. And I am super happy to have been able to answer this question because as I said, I don't think it's really talked about that much. We we tend to get questions more of nobody's listening to me rather than people are actually coming to me, but they're coming with kind of weird questions. So it's a bit of a niche topic, but um, I hope that I hope that this was a helpful kind of actionable way to to start working with them in in a more collaborative setting that gets you out of being that middle person or that go-to person for all the answers and more of a questioning and collaboration kind of mindset that they can have. So 
Thank you all so much for listening. I, I really appreciate it and I'm excited. I have a few questions, so I will I will surely be getting to them before the holidays start and before we all we all run away, if you are celebrating the holidays, of course. And I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and submit your next question. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.